0: Please listen carefully.
1: And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions podcast, featuring two guys who bring forks to medieval times,
0: Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody! Welcome to the Assuming Positions podcast. Kevin over here, and Mikey over here, and it's time. It's been a while, but it's back. Nerd alerts for January of 2024. Ha- happy New Year! Happy
1: New Year! I'm still writing 2023 on my checks.
0: Hey, Mikey. Yes. What's your? This is a something you can assume a position on. Mm-hmm. What is your take on how long Happy New Year's to be said? Uh, I go uh, a week. Mm. No, well,
1: yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah. I like to say it. I mean, I don't know. Emails and stuff. I guess is still alright. Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Maybe the whole month of January is about the uh, the outlier.
0: Yeah. What about you? I go based on whether I've seen the person in the new year yet.
1: Oh, so everybody gets one. Y- yes. But if so, if you see a friend you haven't seen in the new year, but the first time you see them is in June, you say Happy New Year. I will
0: have forgotten by that. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So I guess there is a technical window, which yeah. is probably like like when do you forget it's the new year? Like mid January, October. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, like mid January.
0: Yep. Yeah. End of the month. Yeah, it's something no. like that. It's true, but yeah, to me, it's a uh, it's an individual greeting. It's not really like a, like a a holiday. Yeah. But, uh, like, congratulatory. Yeah, it's not like a Merry Christmas or a. There you go. Yeah. You know, a Happy Halloween. Yeah, it's a, it's a. like it's like oh, I have not seen you yet in the New Year. <laughs> happy New Year to you. May it grant you fruitful bounty. Indeed,
1: indubitably. May your harvest be full, and may the year prove fruitful. <laughs> I think that's what they used to say in old timey New Year's. That sounds about right. Yeah. We're in Dungeons and Dragons now. <laughs> you meet an NPC and the giant ball on, t- on the church. There's a giant ball that has dropped on the church in town. That's what it is. <laughs> that's the New Year's quest. <laughs> um, uh, but speaking of new things, it's time for new nerd alerts. It's been a minute since we've done this. It has. But so we're gonna start off old school and my favorite way to start off, and we're gonna talk about some trailers. Trailers are so much fun. The year is coming up, and these are some movies that are coming up. And this one caught me by surprise because it started, and I was like, "They're making another disaster movie." Because hmm. everything was freezing over. There's a big old wave coming in off the coast. And I was oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the day after tomorrow too. This is what exactly what it looked like until they show. The old fire station yes. with the Ghostbusters logo yes. on it. And I realized, oh, we're getting more Ghostbusters. Yes. This is the rare occurrence that I didn't realize we were getting another one until I saw the trailer.
0: Yeah, I kind of forgot about it, too. Yeah.
1: But everybody's back. Uh, the new school led by Finn Wolfhard mm-hmm. and all his gang, Paul Rudd. Um, and then we see in the trailer we see the faces of all the old guys: Dan yeah.
0: Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Ernie Hudson, mm-hmm. and some other characters we haven't seen, which I guess are probably the new hires. Yeah, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, and Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. it's like they pulled the all the nerds out of the closet.
1: Yeah. I, I just wish I could have been a fly on the wall for when Patton Oswalt got the phone call. I was like, "Hey, do you want to be in
0: Ghostbusters?" And he's like, "Yes, yeah, yes." Uh, this is and this is the uh, continuing canon of the Sun. Yes. Of, of Ivan Reitman? Ivan Reitman, of yeah, Ivan, Jason, Reitman. Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman, that's his name. Who Ivan is, was the dad, Jason is the kid.
1: Yep, who's the writing, part of the writing crew behind this. It's being directed right. by Gil Keenan, but uh,
0: they're like, they're, they've worked together before. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that, that off Ghostbusters they did with like uh, all those SNL folks and everything. is like <laughs> yeah. now, it's like that weird Ghostbusters cartoon that wasn't this Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's, it's become like that. Yep. It's like, oh, well, wasn't
1: there a thing? No, don't worry about that. And uh, and all those offshoot properties usually get put aside just for, I love Ghostbusters 1 and 2, and then that's usually the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But now the afterlife was a pleasant surprise. Yeah,
0: it was. I was going in expecting the worst, and it was, it was quite good.
1: Yep, and so it looks like we're getting more of the same goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Paul Rudd in here. He seems oh, yeah. like the stand-in for the audience just at the end of the trailer. They do a reveal of some bad-looking witch-demon-huntress mm-hmm. thing,
0: and there's a, a camera cut to Paul Rudd just going, Whoa. Yeah, Paul Rudd is kind of has a... He's kind of... I would say if you took Dan Aykroyd <laughs> yep. and you took Bill Murray and you squished them together... For sure. It would be a Paul Rudd. He could definitely he, be their love child. Yeah, because he has that kind of... Uh, like the hard edge that can be on a Bill Murray, mm-hmm. but he's not... He's more cuddly Oh yeah, which yeah. is a Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. but he's <laughs> he's got the dryness of both. Yes,
1: the the quickness of both. Yes, but this looks fascinating. The 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 Armageddon event yeah. that's in this trailer is actually a, a the Death Chill, so it's actually a supernatural force, mm-hmm. so it, and is in line with Ghostbusters mm-hmm. lore, and then it does seem like we're getting a superpower behind it, but it really just does seem like an excuse to get everybody to suit up and yeah. put on some proton packs.
0: Mm-hmm. I bet you Gozer's behind it.
1: <laughs> well, if everybody's coming back, maybe Susan Sarand will come back and it's somehow tied <sighs> yeah. to Zool.
0: Yeah, weren't they married in the second one? Something like that. Or together, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With somebody's baby. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, more Ghostbusters. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, in other trailer news, we had a special announcement trailer from Netflix mm. for The One Piece. <laughs> Another animation project, this time being produced by Wit Studios, who is a studio that's responsible for animating Spy Family and Attack on Titan. Yeah, right? And I don't know what my opinion is about this trailer. Well, or this reveal, I guess. Is it's the, a reveal. Yeah,
0: because we didn't get too much visual. And I guess the One Piece Oda, is that his name? Is yep. that the, I guess he's involved in this mm-hmm. as well. Which he, I guess, he wasn't in the original anime. Not in the anime, right? Nope. That was always that was a sticking point. Yeah, that was a sticking point. Wow, and it's kind of funny because One Piece isn't done technically; <laughs> it's still and going, the, and they're starting over at the beginning. In yeah, it's going.
1: It's still. It's now ongoing in three forms, and this will be the fourth ongoing.
0: Be like if they started the Simpsons over again. Yeah, while still on the air.
1: It would be a lot like that because there is one factor in here, and that One Piece did start 25 years ago, right? Which is weird, yeah. And I didn't didn't really compute until I saw the in the reveal trailer. It's like 25 years later. It's like they're doing it again, and I get that from the artistic point of view. Like, hey, we have the technology now. You know, look mm-hmm. how cool Attack on Titan looks. Mm-hmm. Look how cool this family looks. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I get the idea of
0: like now I can realize my intention better, right? But it's still going. It's it is it is kind of bizarre, especially since it's kind of they're they're like, all right, uh, you guys all love the manga and the anime. Now here's a live action one, and they seem to do a really good job on that. Yeah, yeah. People seem to generally like it, and so you you think that would be good enough. <laughs> you, that's kind of why I'm bewildered because yeah.
1: I see this playing out two ways in that this is them sort of going okay we're striking while the iron is hot like right. people love one, like one piece is in the conversation mm-hmm. again even though it's a 25 year old property mm-hmm. like the live action hit people love it it's making people go back but if it's making people go back let's give them something cooler yeah but it's also like everything at once so it, that's the I don't know which way is going to fall on that coin but it's kind of interesting to see how it would
0: play out. Yeah, and I looked, I usually don't look at YouTube comments because that's where the the trolls lie. Uh, but I did see a lot of actual positive comments under that announcement. There you go. And, uh, I guess there are a lot of manga fans and Oda fanboys who aren't too thrilled with the anime as popular as it is. I could see that. And now they're excited that this is happening, so... Again, as we talked about in the One Piece live action, this was not a world that I was in. I'm not part of the original fandom, so it's. but it is really neat to see that there are these kind of factions within it. There yeah. are these people, there are still these manga heads who are like, oh, good, someone's going to do it right now. And it's like, <laughs> do it right? This thing is like the biggest thing. Oh, okay, what yeah, do yeah. I know, right? No, it's the
1: the the keep it the way I like it. Yeah, the don't change it. Mm -hmm. It's those guys. No, uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's it's cool that it uh, it, it's going to be a new visual, which
0: is the exciting part. Uh, Well, yeah, and it's kind of neat for me since I haven't really been in it, and I like the live action, so I can start at the beginning, I guess, with this. Yes, and it's way less daunting than those big because during Christmas shopping, I was in bookstores and stuff, and I saw those like. You know, three-foot-long box sets of the manga. Get into One Piece now. It only cost you $300. (laughs) Right.
1: 200 bucks. (laughs) No, I get it. And it is a huge bonus that the original creator is putting his intent behind it. You know, it'd be like, George Lucas is coming back to do something from Star Wars, like, the way he wanted to do it. It would be like that. Yeah,
0: you know. It would be like if he like came back and he's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Let me do the sequels the way I wanted to do them.
1: There you go. I I would imagine it would be just as well or just as received, yes. not well or bad, but yeah. it'd just be like it's kind of a head scratcher and be like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know? What do we do with those other ones? Yeah. I
0: guess they're still there.
1: That means they're creating a, a new faction of I'm the original anime fan yeah. heads. It's like, no, the original was, was pristine. <laughs> Like they want to create arguments, that's it. Hey, keeps it going, keeps it, keeps us talking about it, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, but speaking of more, and our last trailer on this one, but uh, this one has me all the way excited because this property has been away for a minute, but we are getting more Mad Max. Yeah, we are getting Furiosa, a Mad Max saga Furiosa. coming in May. Um, it was originally announced. I think we this has burbled up on a few nerd alerts, but it was originally announced that Charlize Theron was mm-hmm. intended to be Furiosa because right. she was in Mad Max Fury Road. That was her character. Yes, Robert Rodriguez was all game for it, and mm-hmm. they originally had talked about doing the de aging process. Yeah, because it's gotten to the point where it's now, and it's like okay, we can do that, and you know, keep mm-hmm. the original actor and the character going, and. All parties apparently agreed after like test runs and talking about it that it just wasn't good for the movie. Mm. So they actually just decided that technology is not where we want it and we're going to go as a recast. Yes. So considered the the technology but still went practical. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it, especially yes. since they sho- <laughs> they chose Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah.
0: Who doesn't look... The, the, the From the trailer I saw, Chris Helmsworth is in this too, right? Yeah, yeah. And Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah. And neither of them look like them. Not at all. No, yeah. it's uh, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. It's true. I mean, we've talked about the tent poles and the <laughs> like, oh, this person's in it and the face and how that kind of harkens back to old Hollywood, which is kind of neat. Yep. But at the same time, I kind of miss the, well, I'm going to sound like Tarantino over here, the 70s and such where an actor would kind of get lost in the role. And the, kind of the whole point was for them to meld into this character so you don't really see yeah yeah the actor anymore mm-hmm. and it almost seems like we're kind of getting back to that sort of thing yeah because yeah. they are unrecognizable as the people that like i was watching it being like is that wait is that not <laughs> you know and oh was that chris and it wasn't until they put near the end they put up their names big i was like that was yeah yeah
1: It's it's just you can get it once you know you're looking for it, Mm -hmm. but it's not an immediate in
0: your face like
1: starring on a Taylor
0: Joy and Chris Hemsworth in the next action blockbuster. I like it. I'm I like that she can not look surprised. And she looks rather badass as the
1: dystopian desert warrior princess. Yes. She fits that role well. Yeah, I know. To the same extent that they did with Charlize Theron. And to be fair to her, they cut all her hair off and tried to make her as unrecognizable. Yeah. Like, she's just too pretty for that to fully fully catch. But they still did it with her, too. Yeah. Um, And that's the reason I'm excited for more of this is because it's Robert Rodriguez and crew. And they knocked it out of the park. Like, the first one is an all-time just perfect action Mm -hmm. movie for me.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this is, it's a prequel. It's an origin story. So, uh, you know, might be losing a slice off the top, but (laughs) um,
0: Mikey doesn't like origin (laughs) stories.
1: But uh, this is also, it's an origin story we don't know because this is, this is original property essentially from George Miller and Robert Rodriguez and that whole, the brain power behind it. So Mm. it is a story we don't know of yet. Yep. In a world that I am fascinated by.
0: Yeah, I've always liked it ever since the originals. Oh yeah, yeah, they were always a a fun time. And like I told you, that that game I used to have that was it was Mad Max, but it was not Mad Max. We looked yeah, it up yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the Road Warrior yeah. board game or whatever. I again, it was. forget what it was called. Carmageddon, something Some, like that. Road oh. Warrior, something like that. <laughs>
1: And like like the original, it's it was. I had a giggle when I saw Chris Helmsworth was in it because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's an Aussie, you know, like he kind of yeah, has yeah, a little yeah. bit of the twang to him. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, he gets to relax a little and probably just use right. non Thor voice. Right. <laughs> Another, I can talk like me for once, and it's fitting to the world because yeah. Mad Max takes place in in the dystopia Australia, yep. AKA modern day. Just kidding. Love you, Australia. <laughs> Oh no, that outback—it's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, but this does lead me to a, a real quick tangent. So I kind of predicted a, a slight resurgence in medieval media. Yeah, I think I'm calling it 2024. We're gonna get because of Dune, because of this Mad Max. I think yeah. we're getting the dystopian movie back—a mm-hmm. a resurgence of those. Mm-hmm. Not specifically just those two, but I, I don't know. It, it, mm-hmm. That feels like it's in the air. Yeah. Do you have anything that you're getting from media that we might see again? You
0: know what, though, I would say to you, yes, sir, go for it. That Dune is kind of medieval space. There you go. And that in you know, the even it almost Mad Max has that kind of feel as well. There you go. Because like when I think of like dystopian Armageddon stuff, I think like. Oh, the wars happened, and you know they more on the nose.
1: I got you, Terminator
0: like, Two. The, yeah,
1: it's it's the end of the world. Skynet
0: right. has taken over, and right. robots rule. But this is more like, well, this is just how it is now. So, you know, <laughs> here we go. And Dune is supposed to be in space and everything, but it's very medieval trappings. That's true. Sword fighting, houses. Houses on yep. the kind of dukes thing. and duchesses yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and political intrigue. Yeah. That's, that's way more right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I was just hoping. I'm just I'm su- super hyped for Mad Max. So more, I want more dystopia like that because that's just so fun. Mm-hmm. It's playing in that world, mm-hmm. uh, and it also gives me a segue to my next point, which is that have you heard about? Speaking of desert warriors, uh, <laughs> have you heard about this wily Coyote thing that's been going on? So they made a movie called Coyote Versus Acme. Does that ring any bells? No. Okay, so then I get to surprise you. They made a whole movie mm-hmm. called Coyote vs. Acme, okay. which is essentially Wiley Coyote goes to court against the Acme Corporation for all the times they've done him wrong with faulty products. Okay. It stars Will Forte, it stars John Cena, <laughs> it's directed by big names. It costs $75 million, and Warner Brothers said, Ah, we'd rather not, and just shelved it. What? And it was done. And the creators got on Twitter and they said we loved making this movie. We had a great time. We thought we had a beautiful project. Shame to see it go. And everybody's like, shame to see what go? What is this? And they're like, oh, yeah, Kaiju versus Acme. And then they like, put up little teasers for it. And everybody's like, this looks awesome. Looney Tunes, John Cena. So it sort of has a, it's the Space Jam vibe. It's live action, but with animated CGI interstitials uh-huh. incorporated. And they were just going to let it go away, and apparently enough nerds heard about it that now there's a bidding war for who actually oh gets to God. put it out.
0: Oh, what is... Uh, Hollywood executives, you're still so out of touch. <laughs> They're still so out of touch. It's ridiculous. I mean, obvious with the the strikes and everything, they just... I don't care what side you want to take on the strikes, I think that the... the opposite side of the executives is right because those guys seem out of touch. Yes. They just don't seem to know what's going on. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. From this over to where we're talking about Filoni, they finally give him the job we said that they should have given him years ago. The job I thought he had this whole time we've been talking about him. Yeah. And it's like, it it takes them so long to be like, oh, huh? (laughs) They're in their weird... Bubbles over there, yeah. Just I don't know. Just,
1: it's <sighs> and it is executive, according to the rumors behind the situation, was that mainly it was because of a tax write off. Uh, it would have cost them. Uh, it would been cheaper in them for the long like run the to producers? just producers. Yep, they, <laughs> it would have been cheaper in them for the long run just to shelve it and take the hit than to put it out. And oh, have my it gosh. It's yeah. like
0: Mel Brooks's producers. That's it.
1: Yeah. Gosh. Except there's no springtime in this one, I don't think. <laughs> Except maybe Acme Springs. <laughs> Acme Springs. Yeah. <laughs> but the premise sounds great. The people involved sound amazing. And now there's potential that it could come back because so many people are like, wait, what? This is going away. Um, but currently in bidding for it is... Paramount, Apple, and Amazon oh, wow. are having a bidding on it, uh, and Paramount is in the lead with a possible theatrical release. So
0: that's so funny, man!
1: And just the the Looney Tunes ness of it. Yeah, I know that Space Jam did try and come back with LeBron James, and you know didn't seem to hit the ballpark magic that they wanted with the first one. Uh, but <laughs> according to the reevaluation of the first one, you know it kind of did the same anyway. But. I always, I'm a Looney Tunes kid. I love it. Yeah, so yeah. like Wiley Coyote and Will Forte, right. He seems like that seems like perfect match as far as mm-hmm. what real person can we get to sincerely interact with yes. Looney Tunes beings? Mm-hmm. And like it could be a court movie. I, I don't know. That yeah. seems so funny to me. It's it like does. my
0: client, Mr. Coyote. It seems super funny. It makes me wonder, this is making my brain go all over the place. I wonder if it's a thing that when you think of all the the classic movies and those old Hollywood executives that, you know, you want to make fun of because they were kind of from a different era and they were a little bit closed-minded with some things, but yeah. when you think of a guy like Walt Disney or Irving Goldwyn, was that him? Was that his that name? That sounds right. Irwin Goldwyn, Irwin Goldwyn. Yeah. When you when you think of these guys who were making these classic movies and kind of seem like they had their Finger on the pulse of what the American viewer wanted to see, you think they came from like they didn't they came from nothing they were just guy they came from like regular people yeah 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 and it makes me wonder if it's because these executives I think a lot of them might come from Hollywood I get it yeah you know, they're just generational at this point yep we're not dealing with the heads of studios
1: we're dealing with the sons of sons of stu- yes. heads of studios so it makes
0: me wonder if that's why they're so out of touch because they're not like they just didn't grow up. You know, as a regular Joe, there you go, or Jane, as it, it were.
1: There's a vision in that equation that's just as important as the money. Yeah, I think so. I'm, no, I'm with you. Yeah, because that that's interesting to not have the to remember that the guys starting it didn't have the runway, right. like, and now the runway right. is making them lazy.
0: Right. Uh, no, <laughs> seriously. I mean, it always seems what can happen to people,
1: and it like that does seem one of the positives that's coming out of the strikes that happened. Is it like because they're. The money shift happened, and so now nobody's really getting yeah. their nut. And so now it's just like <laughs> money is sort of out of the equation in that everybody's just trying to cover most of their losses. Mm-hmm. But in that,
0: the the weirdos and the freaks can get through. Yeah, I hope so. Me too. That's something Tarantino was right about. Which is it? I mean, he says 70s movies were the are the best movies, which is, is arguable, and I don't really want to argue that, but I think – The feeling is is that was an era where there were a lot of outsiders coming in Mm -hmm. to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's super helpful.
1: And there's another parallel. I I wasn't sure if this was going to come up or not, but it actually fits in in that there's a lot of industry nerd alerts bubbling in that Warner Brothers Discovery is in talks to merge with Paramount. Mm. And HBO Max is now, they're part of Warner Brothers already and they're in talks to incorporate another streaming service that I can't think of the name of, mm-hmm. but they're slowly immersing as the, the the blob from the 70s to form the the mega studios that existed in the 70s, which all these filmmakers wanted to break out of. You yeah. know, like at the 70s, at, at the start of that whole 70s period, it was the three movie studios, there yeah. two movie studios yeah. that said, do it our way or hit the bricks. Yeah. Now with all these companies trying to <laughs> merge together to be the ultimate media provider, mm-hmm. I there may be some of that happening again where okay we don't want to do it as the 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 Warner Brothers way mm-hmm. we're gonna do it the weirder way yeah and maybe we'll get more seventy cinema yeah yeah it's getting back to all the streaming services are teaming up to package again right to, to form cable packages right well, we, I know we got away from that in the first place no <laughs> oh, it's craziness. So to combat the craziness, we do need some silliness. Oh, yeah, And uh, I say this with, with love and admiration, but the silliest thing I saw on the internet this week is Jake Gyllenhaal got all beefed up yes, and jacked for the reboot of Roadhouse. <laughs> you asked for it. Yeah.
0: Somebody asked for it. Someone asked for it.
1: Remember that Patrick Swayze movie? Yeah, where he kicked up, he, he beat up a whole bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. And he protected the bar. Yeah. They're making that again. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness gracious! That's cinema Roadhouse. classic. That not a classic. That's well, I guess it's a cult classic. People know about it. Yeah, for sure. And
1: it does exist. It, I think that exists more as the punchline. It's like, oh yeah, just like Roadhouse. You yeah. know, it is that funny like movie title to throw in there. Right.
0: It's it's one of those so bad it's good ones. I yeah. think it's a ridiculous movie. But yes, I saw the picture of Jake Gyllenhaal like all teed up. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I guess. There's also some leaked images of him. I guess he plays like a UFC fighter. That's how he learns the Roadhouse techniques.
1: Yeah, apparently and, like he's supposed to be just as legit well, I mean Patrick Swayze, you know, but just as legit as
0: a character fighter in right. the movie as the original was. So I guess there was like a after or before or around a UFC event when all the stuff was set up. Oh, uh, okay. They filmed a scene or something from it. Ah. Uh-huh. And that kind of leaked. There's like these weird leaked, blurry, someone that was in the rafters pictures <laughs> of Jake Gyllenhaal in the UFC ring. Oh, nice. Okay. Fighting some buddies, probably just a stuntman, but that, Hey, that makes sense. Yeah. But
1: he looks like, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He's, he's ah. a great underrated actor, especially in his dramas. Like, he gets harped on for Donnie Darko. That was like the ultimate emo yeah. cult hot topic movie. Uh, and I love it. But. He gets a lot of recognition for that, but he was in Nightcrawler and Prisoners and all these like really tense thrillers. Yeah, and he's been in so many like war action movies, yeah. like End of Line and yeah. Jarhead. Like mm-hmm. dude, in Spider-Man, he, he too. was Spider Man. He was he was Mysterio yeah. and Spider Man. But I've never seen him be like ripped. Like yeah. I would have never put him in the running for like who would be the next Aquaman, like mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, never yeah. in a million years. When I saw this picture, I was like, holy crap. Him and Kumail Nanjiani, they went to the same gym.
0: (laughs) The the buff nerd gym. The buff nerd gym. Do
1: you have a lot of brains and not enough muscle? (laughs) We
0: have vials full of testosterone just
1: for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, perfectly formulated for that nerd (laughs) nerd physique wow but I wish it well. Uh, this is from coming from Amazon Studios, so I mean, he might start a franchise, a John Wick style franchise, it, and Godspeed if it does, yeah. because the premise is simple. It's this is the ultimate popcorn eating action movie. Yeah, it's, it's a bouncer. It's a bouncer yeah. who has the most like yoga Zen way of life, right? Because he's reformed, right. you know. Maybe it, that's the UFC. Like he had yeah. an incident, right? You know, right? right. Killed somebody. Killed a guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that's right, uh, yeah, we, you, we both just documented he totally killed a guy, and that's
0: why he's at Roadhouse, yeah. So, yeah, he killed a guy, and yeah, now he gets. And then the f- guy wants to take over, wasn't it? The guy wanted to take over the Roadhouse for mm-hmm. some reason. Did he want the land? Was there oil under there? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was buying it out for the land, there was something,
1: yeah, because there was a dive bar, like yeah. they were just gonna bulldoze it. It's like, yeah. no, man, we got chicken wire and <laughs> red
0: bands. <laughs> And this is, this is where I do yoga out in front of the barn over there. God, save this save this place. It means so much to so many bikers. You know how long it took to, la- to get this layer of peanut shell floor?
1: <laughs> this is years of peanut shells, my friend. Also no fighting. Take uh, it outside. Uh. This is a nice respectable joint. Oh, It's so ridiculous. It that, is very ridiculous. That I have nothing but excited hope for this. If it's, <laughs> It can only be... Terrible plus awesome. Yes. Uh, but speaking of awesome, this is our lane of awesome. And speaking of Amazon again, uh, the deal has gone through to make Warhammer 40,000 movies and TV shows is done oh. with Henry Cavill on board oh, yes. as executive producer. Ah,
0: he made it happen. Yeah. He, he pushed that <laughs> through him and his handsome face. <laughs> he made it happen. He really did. You know, people just want to meet him.
1: Oh, that's it? That's how,
0: and that's all it takes. That's it? Yeah. It's like, oh, he's so hot right now. Yeah. He wants to
1: come and pitch us a-, in a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a small boardroom? Yes. Yes. Turn off the AC. Exactly. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but it's going through. We are getting movies and shows. Oh, I love it. And Henry Cavill, longtime Warhammer 40,000 fan, yes. will be executive producer and will perhaps star in some of them. I'm Sure they haven't they haven't said specifically which and they're not keeping said... him out of some armor or yeah. whatever he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, especially when he's bringing
0: the fun money. He's yeah. like,
1: "Do you want to play with my toys?" <laughs> I get to play with them too. It's like, "Okay, fine."
0: <laughs> this is great. I'm excited. Yeah. I love Warhammer 40,000 so much. I love the lore just reading the books and everything. I read the Black Library books, many of them. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of Man, if you want to get like if you want to get like there's Star Wars nerdy and then there's Warhammer 40,000 nerdy and there's a lot of the same stuff. Yep. But it's like deeper because it's like it's it's like PBS nerdy. It's like this is British, you know, it it does seem
1: it does seem a, a, its own level for sure. Because, it's like Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I can see that 100 yeah. percent. It's like you like it's like here it is. I just write this down. Yeah. Doctor Who is to Star Trek mm-hmm. as Warhammer 40,000 is to Star Wars. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting there. Yeah.
1: I like it. I, I know enough about Warhammer that I can recognize when people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, oh, those are Warhammer nerds. Yeah. You know, like, I get that. But what's interesting to me is that for all that hardcore fandom and for all the lore that existed, it doesn't seem to be a property that's ever hit, like, mainstream at least acknowledgement.
0: Right, it's, it's super huge in England is what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a British thing. For sure. And there's been video games. There's been books. Right. There's games, obviously, tabletop right. and miniatures and all that. You know, there isn't a whole extended universe right. of it, but there hasn't been a story from Warhammer that
0: has come out and people are like, oh, right. what is this world? And it's, it's because Britain as doesn't really have the horsepower to oh, do that. that makes that. sense. I yeah. mean, to think of what comes out of there. I mean, there's good stuff that comes out of there, but true. it's all like sitcoms and like mystery shows yep. and dramas about royalty and yeah. Other than like Game of Thrones,
1: it's all more low key stuff. Game right. of Thrones was such a phenomenon, partly because it was like here's the American set. though.
0: Oh, uh, that's true. George R. R. Martin's American. So that's true. Yep. I don't think that. I mean, they'll film stuff over there. They did all the Star Wars over there, and and but still, yeah. That a lot of it was still also done over here in California. I think about like what has Monty Python. It's like <laughs> that's si- nerd, yeah. silly comedy, and yep. Doctor Who is about as big as you get. True, as far as sci-fi and production, and that's been ramped up. It's good now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but if you think about like Doctor Who up until the two thousands, yeah, it was like rinky dink. Always. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean everybody loves Tom Baker. He's he's a delight, right. but that was Rinky Dink Doctor yeah. Who for sure. And so, that was
1: very British. That was what they had right. at the time. Yeah. Right.
0: So I just think that they're not they're they're not the people who for some reason they don't do stuff like that. There you go. So it's and if you if I try and think of anything foreign that is like like pulls a lot of weight as far as special effects and big blockbuster stuff. You have to start looking way down south in the oceanic world. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, where you got Meta? Is that Meta or what? Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, Wida? Yep. Uh, Wida. Why didn't Meta? Meta? That's that's stupid. Sucker <laughs> <things>. uh-huh. <laughs> Uh Wida and down there, you yep. know, um, Peter Jackson stuff. Exactly. But other than that, I can't think of. I mean, there's cool stuff that comes out of Asia with all that wire work and things like that. Absolutely. But and. Hollywood does all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that's all computers. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, all uh, uh, right, man. It's, uh, yeah. good time. But I mean, they're just not the to do something like Warhammer Forty Thousand. It takes that kind of horsepower as far as special effects and sets and.
1: So maybe you saying this totally just hypes my brain up because the thing that made Weta and Peter like Lord of the Rings such a phenomenon was Peter Jackson coming along and saying. I have a bunch of money, and I love this property. Right. Who wants to make something? Yes. Now Henry Cavill says, I have a bunch of money, and I love this property. Who wants to make something right. happen? So there's a potential that we get sort of the Lord of the Rings push for Warhammer, mm-hmm. which I think is deserving, because the, the things I've heard about it are all the things I love. Like, yeah. Space Wolves, just those two words together. Yeah. That, that's an easy buy-in.
0: Yeah, and there's so much lore, and it goes for so long, and it's all this crazy... Like, everything makes sense, quote-unquote. I mean, it's (laughs) sci-fi. But there is an established world with rules, literally, because it's a tabletop (laughs) war game. But even then, in the lore and stuff, uh, it goes all the way back to the Emperor of Man and, you know, the one world (laughs) order and aliens and chaos. And, you know, it's (laughs) great. Oh, I'm excited for yeah.
1: it. And to have the huge popular Henry Cavill nerd behind it, yeah. that just that makes my heart happy.
0: It's exciting.
1: Is there there may not be. Is there a Warhammer story that like sticks out to you that you hope they would like bring to a show?
0: Um there's a popular series of books uh, featuring inquisitors, okay, who are like uh what would I call them? They're almost special investigators. Like agents of shield, sort of, but for the empire of man, okay, in a lot of ways. Do they have superpowers or just, yeah, very very high skill? Yeah, no, there's basically um, the Warhammer world is is very psychic based, yeah, okay, yep. So powers come from psychic stuff, psionic is what they, yeah, yeah, okay, and they that's all drawn from like the warp, which is literally where you travel through, like. You know, it's like warp space. Yeah, yeah. But their thing is like warp space is almost, and this is kind of what they do in Marvel. Warp space is kind of an all, alternate universe. Gotcha. That you can travel through to go quickly, but it's full of demons and, <laughs> and evil and scary things. Event Horizon. And, I've seen that movie. I yeah, know what's up. And it can bleed through, and then humans who can, who can use these powers have a tendency to go crazy, and they can go crazy to a point that they. Get basically possessed by a chaos demon. Nice. So yeah, and that's what the
1: and so the, the inquisitors
0: Inquis- are like. It's very like it's hard to tell who the good guys are in Warhammer. Nice. But the Empire of Man basically is uh, against all aliens because they are not human. Yep. And then against all chaos. They call it chaos, the psychic stuff because it's too dangerous and makes people go crazy.
1: Yeah, they want order and
0: structure yes, to like it's order and structure. And gotcha. Stuff like that. So. They are literally like inquisitors, like you would think. They go around and, and snuff, nobody expects them. Snuff out. Yes.
1: <laughs> now that sounds fascinating. Yes. Like, that sounds me knowing only this much of what you told me about it, that sounds like prime real estate for a series. You yeah. know, follow follow a, follow a gang of
0: inquisitors through just learning about that world. Right. Because it's really the, I've read some books that kind of focus on Space Marines, and it's kind of hard because Space Marines are kind of these weird genetically modified superhumans yep. who kind of are not supposed to really have feelings. But
1: those are the guys that get all the face time on all the property. Right. Because right? there's the big cool. armor. Yeah. And they got the big shoulder yeah, pads and the giant hammer. super hammers. cool. But
0: yeah. l- the more successful books focus on the Inquisitors because they're closer to being human. Nice. Okay. Even, and, but they still have power and authority and can do things. Because regular humans are pretty much just cogs in the machine of the empire creating things. Makes sense. There's like factory worlds and high worlds because in the darkness of the grim future, there is only war. <laughs> Wait,
1: I, I, only war. I was told there was also a hammer. <laughs> Sorry. There's, a war, there's war and yes. a hammer. Maybe even 40,000 of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how any of this works. But it sounds fascinating.
0: Yeah. It's basically a huge military military industrial complex. <laughs> and the emperor is an undead being who was alive at one time. Nice. Um, who's just basically this undead carcass on a throne that's keeping him alive. And he... The um, throne
1: is keeping him alive?
0: Well, psychic powers keep him alive. He was powerful be- and like became the emperor of men because he was so psychically powerful. Nice. Um but then there's a big story where he gets turned on and he gets stabbed and almost dies, but they're keeping him alive by well, they basically feed him people. Nice. He is a cannibal emperor. He doesn't physically eat them, he sucks their psychic power out. And then oh, I know. <laughs> you know, you know um you no, know, you'll get this. Yeah. Uh dark crystal, right? Yeah. You know how in dark crystal They suck the essence out of the people and then they become kind of like those moly people. Yeah. It's it's like that. Nice. It's like they suck all the psychic power of people and then they become these weird like servitor drones, like almost undead people that they use for they're almost like robots. Yeah. They're
1: not. Just just, yeah, the the worker bees, the husks. Oh, but Dark Crystal, now you're speaking my language. But and that's Lich one oh one. That's that's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, like a Lich, basically. Oh, that's that's amazing. See, yeah. I, I'm fascinated by just the lore, so I'm super super hyped for this. Mm-hmm. Should be a fun time on the inquisitors. Are there good guy inquisitors and bad guys inquisitors? Like I said, it's hard
0: to tell. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, I mean, the emperor's like a lich, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? Interesting. Okay, ah,
1: but speaking of powers and worlds, uh, we're sort of getting a rebirth in a sense, but uh, DC never really went away, but DC is getting a resurgence. Oh. In the form of, James Gunn is now getting sort of the Dave Filoni treatment, to to give that analogy. He's basically being put as the figurehead to the DCU cinematic universe, starting with his next Superman movie. Oh. Because he's done such a good job with Peacemaker and the Justice League and the Suicide Squads. My two cents is that for as... As, for as poo poo as DC is sometimes, yeah, and we've we've talked through them, we've watched them, we've, we we uh-huh. still continue to give them a chance because they've done they they're fun. Yes, they have their quirks that Marvel doesn't. We like mm-hmm. finding those differences, so mm-hmm. we talk about them. But it does seem, at least to me, James Gunn is the person that knows how to do a DC property. Right, the ones that do stand out when other people talk about them, you can usually say, "Oh, James Gunn had a hand in that." Right. So they're they're keeping on, um, and the cool thing about that is James Gunn has pulled an awesome friend-nerd move, and the hot writer in D.C. is a guy named Tom King. Okay. He's been crushing it with uh, Wonder Woman, Woman of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, Supergirl, Omega Man, Batman, and uh, something I read called Mr. Miracle. Okay. An old character that they brought back that mm-hmm. he crushed it. But he's sort of the hot writer right now, and James Gunn realizes that, and he says, "I need you, like, at my table every time we talk about oh. what we're doing with DC as a whole." So he's doing the like Favreau-Falony relationship. Yeah, he's yeah. he's building the table. He's do. It seems like he's doing that. He's yeah. bringing it, He's bringing people to the conversation that are either established in the business, and he's keeping them in the fold to make it awesome for everybody. Uh,
0: they got to do something because Aquaman didn't do well either. Yep, and it's making a lot of people. Like really, not <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, you nerds with your fighting and stuff, <laughs> you gatekeepers and all you guys and <laughs> your bad, uh, your bad actors. But I mean, it's one of those things where it's like the Marvels comes out and they're like, "This was absolute trash," <laughs> and then and then some people are like, "I don't think so. I think people are just getting." We said it. Mm-hmm. People are just getting kind of tired of superhero movies. I think. That's it. And then Aquaman comes out and it doesn't do well, and they're like. I think people are getting tired of superhero movies, and I'm, it's like, wait a minute. I was like, why are you saying this one is? I'm like, no, okay. yeah, it gets a pass. We'll just we'll see. Is it just because Jason Momoa? Is, you want? You think you can? I don't know. He tried to save
1: it. I, I do think DC also has the the extra hurdle of they do seem to have the more of the PR obstacles to jump through than when it comes to Marvel. Yeah, that I mean, that's a factor when it came to Aquaman. It was a factor when it came to Flash.
0: Oh yeah, that's you know. true. You're right. So, but I don't think people weren't going to see Aquaman too because of Amber Heard. No, that was even way past that. Yeah, it was purely because of the
1: strike and everybody. It was one of the it, they had to stop promoting Aquaman yeah. because of the strikes. Well, the same thing happened to the Marvels. Exactly. And I don't
0: know. You can. <laughs> i i'm I, i'm trying not to get too up on a soapbox or yeah, yeah. anything but i just it just is odd to me gives me a feeling sometimes that some of these people are just like i don't like the people who are in this yeah versus this guy's super cool so what
1: well, it goes it, it just <laughs> well yeah i'm with you 100 <laughs> percent and but it feeds into the point we were making closer to the top of the podcast in that that's the problem you get with like when you try and put a face into
0: right. speculative fiction. Right. Bring baggage. Yeah. You know. Either good or bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Easier to do in a drama that's or a rom com, you know, the audience will vote with their wallets. Like, right. hey, we put this we we put this jerk in a rom com. Will you go see it? Yeah. And they will or they won't. You right. Know? But when you combine the jerk with a beloved property right. of an established character that has nothing to do with the actor, it's just more sort of complexity. Yeah, remember
0: when we only found out about celebrities like after they had died (laughs) or when like some book came out like (laughs) when they were already retired or whatever? Yep. Nope. Now we know everything about everybody. And I don't I don't know if that's good. Uh, In some ways it's good in some ways it's bad. I don't know. If I was making movies I would only get new people every single time. (laughs) There's there's people that do that. Yeah. Or you get
1: the or you find you do the the autour what it seems like they do you find the one person that knows how to work and he's like okay i'm pretty sure you're not going to be a piece of crap at least in the next 10 years so yeah. you're in everything that I make. <laughs> Yeah, right. you know so yeah that seems to be the only other safe way but here's a silly and this isn't this isn't anything confirmed but i will be i'm happy to be part of the rumor mill cuz i love speculation and oh, wild yeah. crazy rumors but with all this dc rebirth in the conversation, mm-hmm. Zachary Levi was asked about it because oh. he was in Shazam, Yeah, and Shazam falls into that wheelhouse, and they've made two of them now. Yeah. First one was a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second one was a great time. Yeah. Didn't perform that well. No,
0: I fatigue, him. I'm telling
1: you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but so now the conversation is, with James Gunn coming back, will we get more Shazam, even though the, third, the second one didn't perform as well? Yeah it looks like we're getting more Shazam because okay. James Gunn, being a creator that sort of loves the side characters and the weirder stories, that seems one he right. he at least has an affinity for is right. Shazam. So uh, th- we are possibly getting more of that. Oh, that's cool. Um, but when Zachary Levi was asked about it, he said, you know what's funny? So this would be the third Shazam. He's uh, he's getting a little older. He's getting a little mature. You know, it's the storyline. He's like, but also I'm really good friends with Nathan Fillion and i think nathan fillion would be read as sort of a hal green lantern and just buddy superhero oh. movie just the two of us pounding around going on an adventure like doesn't even have to be a trilogy like it was so so non-committal about it but it was like i'm really good friends with nathan fillion and he looked like a good green lantern we can just go He would be a good green lantern how fun would that be as be shazam green lantern. green lantern like no stakes movie just them going around he
0: would be a good green i like the sound of that yeah yeah Hopefully, other people do because I just thought of it now too. Yeah, yeah. Black Adam mm-hmm. that didn't do good either.
1: Nope. And that has the rock in it. It has the rock in it. He 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 almost guarantees
0: money. When I he's know. In a wow. I mean that, that that Jungle Cruise junk that did oh, that did fine. I That's think that it it. made its money back. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it was terrible. But that, that like another one of those based on a. <laughs> what are the rides we got? They <laughs> Disney people walk out and look around Disneyland. Like, what are the rides we got around here? That's, but that's, that's they've been doing that forever, though. That is absolutely. not a new thing because no. th- there was that Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea movie and ride. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Oh no, yeah, it's cross promotion. Sometimes yeah. it hits and it works. Sometimes they're like, uh, Oh yeah, we made both of these things, yeah. and neither of them got. But that I don't, I don't know how to articulate this. But I find it fascinating that. When you get things like Marvel doing the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That could have been a Black Adam because who... It could have been. It, we say Guardian Like, everybody loves Groot and Rocket now. Now they are household names. I
0: know. It was like one of the most successful ones of them, I but think. But eight years ago, right. people
1: would have been like, Star-Lord who? Like, yeah, that's why that exactly. joke is in the movie. Because it was Star-Lord who? Right. That was with the fan reaction when they announced the movie. Right. They were poking fun at the fans in the movie. But now we are Guardians of the Galaxy's beloved but Black Adam is the rock who is celebrity like <laughs> easy house money. It's
0: almost a certified hit and it doesn't even blip. That's like Yeah, you're right. And in Guardians 2, they were like, "Why are you putting Chris Pratt in a superhero movie?" Yeah, yeah. He's the tubby guy from Parks and Rec. That's it. Yeah, they I remember that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, how soon we forget, right? And it's so like that's
1: why I'm, that's why I'm keeping an eye on what James Gunn is doing because maybe he has that magic that, I don't know if it's like just, it, it, it seems like it's just society conscience of being like, okay, we're going to give this a shot and put in some effort to remember it or yeah. like not even try it. Right. And like DC, I think unfairly gets it just because it's like DC, like I just harped on it five minutes right. ago. Like DC is the, the punching child of the two in that relationship. Right. But um, it's just so curious that there's really no factor that makes that happen. Mm -hmm. But maybe it can happen with James Gunn. uh, The the properties that will be coming up soon for him that I said, uh, his next Superman movie.
0: Who is Superman now? That has not been decided. so we don't know who Superman is now.
1: It's going to be called Dawn of Justice. um, And it is up in the air because last it was Henry Cavill. You're right, yeah. But then that got with the whole Witcher and... yeah. He got mm. the shaft in multiple ways. Yeah. But that was that was part of it Man, and and no more. Ship thousands exactly. <laughs> um and how then, about Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> He's buff now. He's super buff. And he has that hair. He could totally totally I do that he cow. Could do Superman. I think he could. But I'm gonna keep thinking about it and it's gonna keep getting like a better idea. Mm. We might have to start a petition. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a final silly because this is just what blew up the internet Uh uh-oh but i'm happy to see it it's some video game talk because video games are coming back and it we just had christmas so hopefully some people got some fun things to play with yeah but grand theft auto 6 yes has officially been announced and trailerized Mm. and now is out into the consciousness and i think rockstar is laughing in their offices into their money
0: (laughs) right you know what do you think well modern day vice city that's that's smart. Oh, it's 100%. I mean, you're taking something that already, you know, uh, an area that we already knew, mm-hmm. and the it's, I mean, how wheels off is Florida? <laughs> and they're playing right into it. I mean, it is Florida man, the video game, basically.
1: Yeah, sorry, no, Leonidas is the state, the state of Leonidas. <laughs> well, I yeah. know.
0: they. Uh, I, I like how they rock started as alternate world. It was
1: generally. so funny seeing all the stories of, like, because they really did, like, pull internet videos and memes and literally, like, game-ize them. them, yeah. And put them into the trailer. Right. Like, they probably will show up in the game, but, like, the Joker tattoo guy yeah. is a real guy, and he's suing yeah, Rockstar. he's, <laughs> he's suing like, them. You took my tattoos, and you put <laughs> them on a character. It's like, sorry, buddy, but... Like, Uh, that's in there. The chick that was wearing, had all the tattoos and was wearing the USA bikini, she's having her 15 seconds of fame because she went viral. The crazy lady that was holding the bags, like, walking, like, like, the nerds went and found all the real life comparisons. Like, holy crap.
0: I mean, and it's going to have that fun thing where you are going to have people who played the original Vice City, like I did, and then the new one they 're gonna be able to do like the same places or're yeah. gonna keep some stuff the same they're gonna quote unquote knock some stuff down yes um, but it'll be neat to see like oh I remember this this area oh I remember this area mm-hmm. that'll be super fun I, I'm I'm really excited about it because the everything has been online 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 and yes. That's fine, but that it's chaos. Oh, it is chaos, especially when you're talking about GTA. That's its right. own online world as well. It makes me want to. It makes me want them also, though. They they did this, and I get it; it makes sense. But wouldn't it be cool if they took some of like the reddit areas and then brought them into Grand Theft Auto? Oh world? hell yeah! Like well, here's like here's San Denis, which is supposed to be New Orleans. That's it. And then take it into, you know, Grand Theft Auto and do like a New Orleans.
1: Well, this is this is rumor. And with any Rockstar rumor, this is multiple grains of salt. But because GTA 6 actually leaked way before. like yeah. There's been a whole bunch of video game leaking, which is crazy if you want to go follow that rabbit hole. But we actually knew about GTA 6 a couple of months before the trailer came mm-hmm. out. And because it confirmed so many things that were in the leak that were in the trailer. Um, there the rumor is to almost be believed in that we won't be stuck in Florida because the main protagonist is actually uh, Lucia and Jack, Lucia and Jason, something like that, mm-hmm. as a Bonnie and Clyde type, mm-hmm. and so they have to get out of Florida, yeah, which means they have to go somewhere, yeah, which means another state and possibly Mexico. Oh yeah. So and with the leak, there were like map resources, and apparently there's been development for North America and South America. For this game, okay. So the possibilities might be endless as far as where where you get to go. Right, because there is Red Dead One
0: has Mexico in it.
1: Yep. Yeah. So it it is a possibility. But like you said, when the, when they turned the six into the VI in Vice City at the end of the trailer, I was like, oh, oh, it feels
0: so good. It feels so right and fitting. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with the Vice City one. That that was one the one that seemed to catch everybody because yeah. there've been so many of them. But I played if I if I think of stick time with GTA stuff. Yep. And I'm old enough to remember the top down. Yeah, yeah. GTA. Yeah, yeah. Um, when literally all you were doing was stealing cars. That's what <laughs> it was called the Grand Theft Auto. Hey, my um, favorite was when they brought that the the that perspective back for Chinatown Wars. But continue. But I think I think between that and Liberty City, mm-hmm. I I think probably Vice City had more because Vice City was so much fun with the era that it was set in the Miami vice era and the 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 crazy clothes and, and it had the better characters and yeah. those weird side quests, I right. think yeah, yeah,
1: I'm with you it was it was a lot of fun. a uh, nerd pop quiz for you. so GTA six will be coming out in twenty twenty five okay so this is a future nerd alert, mm. but when did Grand Theft Auto five come out? Five? Yes,
0: the one preceding this one the that's San Andreas, right.
1: Nope, this it was just GTA Five. Oh, yeah.
0: Was San Andreas was four, four. Yep. What was five? It was just called five. Just five. Oh, that was one where you had three different people that you would were throughout the thing, and right?
1: it's the one that uh, GTA Online is currently based on.
0: Right, 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 right. Hmm. So the last in the series, two thousand
1: ten. Oh, it was close. I'll I'll give you points for
0: being close. It was 2013. Okay. But you were right to go over 10 years. Yeah, no, I know. It was a long time ago. That's crazy. I was trying to gauge how old my kids were when I remember, like, you know, playing it.
1: GTA 5 has been released on three console generations. (laughs) Yeah. How ridiculous (laughs) is that? That makes it even (laughs) weirder.
0: Oh, you're right. I remember. Wait. Yeah. Was it, was it on original Xbox? 360, 360 Xbox One, Xbox. and S. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, ten years in the making. And the only thing they've done in between then is Red Dead 2. And they crushed that. But yeah. uh, Rockstar apparently likes to take their time just
0: like Bethesda does. But at least they're. It's because there's so much in there. It's <laughs> it true. It takes a long time. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's like a Pixar movie takes a long time. And with all the voice acting that we love, That's what, yeah. we don't wanna we don't wanna skimp on that. Right. Uh
1: and then just final parting news, congrats. This is an old nerd alert, but I don't want it to go into the ether. So okay. uh, a happy congrats to the couple. Uh Kurt Cobain's daughter, Frances Bean, married Tony Hawk's son, Riley. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How, how is that for just a nineties, uh, an alt nineties headline? <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> It sounds
0: like a new article. It doesn't. Very Mad Libs. It, well, kind of, but it actually—it seems like it's—it sounds like you know, like royalty back in you know the 1800s yeah. or whatever. It's like Archduke Ferdinand <laughs> has been led to do, yeah,
1: <laughs> Mary Elizabeth of
0: Windsor. <laughs> was, Princess Princess <laughs> Bean Cobain has married Duke Hawk. Yeah, That's of exactly the line is. of Tony.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it is. But that is a real headline. So, wow. uh, congrats to the happy couple okay. in the new year. Awesome. May the may the uh, 20 okay. the 2024 be just as awesome as 1994.
0: And since like stuff skips a generation, they're going to have some kind of like crazy skateboard and virtuoso. <laughs>
1: What if it switches family and then the Hawk name becomes the next, like, legendary that, musician? That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's yeah, what you're what,
0: saying? Yeah, wouldn't it be crazy? That'd be awesome, you know?
1: Next up at the Winter X Games, Cobain. <laughs> it's like, what is yeah, happening? Yeah,
0: right, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I took my mom's name. She, oh, ne- <laughs> oh, Kurt Hawk.
1: I hope I I haven't (laughs) looked. I wonder if they'll hyphenate their name, leading to the coolest animal name ever: Cobain Hawk. Cobain Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that's it.
0: Nerd alert! Shutting down the feed. (laughs) Shutting down. I miss you. Wow, that was great. We hadn't done nerd alert in a long time. We have a lot of fun doing it. We hope you guys have a lot of fun listening to it. We've been really busy going to conventions, and that's super fun too. We love doing that. Um, if any of you out there uh, know of any conventions that would like to have us out, tell them. There's a lot of conventions that have. I would like this person to be at the convention for sure. That you can fill out. So if you guys have a convention near you that you like to go to and would like to see us there. Say hey, man! Have the assuming positions guys out. Exactly. Uh, we would love to be there because we love to spread positivity into all of fandom. And if you guys want to help us spread positivity in the fandom, you can uh, buy us a coffee because podcasting is not free. I will tell you that right now. But coffee is delicious. Yes, Um dot com slash assuming pod. Uh, we want to thank you, Positrons, for listening. You guys are the best Positrons that we ever were. Thank you, Mikey, so much for these awesome nerd alerts. Yeah. Uh, we also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. NASCAR production equipment and jazz for music. You can hit us up on, on all social medias at Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. X, whatever the thing is called now, but just really go to Instagram and Facebook because yeah, all yeah. the rest of them are kind of weird and whatever is, easy for you. is there too. <laughs> whatever. Uh, you can send us a gmail swimcus at gmail.com. I okay. say, hey Mikey, how do you want the Gmail formatted? It's so hard because we do nerd alerts all the time.
1: Uh format it however you want, but tell me your favorite DC character. Ah. I want I wanna I want to learn that's gonna be my, one of my nerd resolutions. I'm gonna learn more about DC.
0: Let us know your favorite DC character. Yes. Thanks guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time for something fun and new in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy twenty four twenty four. Oh no, wait, not yet. Happy New Year! Honk, whistle the honk honky thing, honky <laughs> horns. <laughs> or those things that only come out at New Year's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The song that's at the end of "It's a Wonderful Life."